Welcome to Yes Mother, the podcast about the A.E. Nisho Bates Motel. This week, we are covering the Season 5 episode, Inseparable. I'm Em. And I'm Sue. Oh, I was... I really liked this episode. Oh, I really liked it, and I just loved these twists we got. So... Two twists that were so unexpected to me. I just love that so much. Mm-hmm. We didn't even contemplate that Dr. Edwards was a hallucination. Nope. It didn't even cross my cross mind. My mind. <laughs> the only thing that crossed my mind, and maybe if I would have like thought about it further, was I remember the first time watching the episode where he has coffee with Dr. Edwards and he is stopped and he and Dr. Edwards just happens to walk across the street in front of him I was like well that's convenient you know but yeah. then I just kind of shifted as well Norman probably knows where his office is and if it's lunchtime maybe you know it just didn't seem like that much of a stretch to me well you know I didn't think about it but I think about it now and I think Man, that should have pissed me off. Why would Dr. Edwards be there? I We know Pineview is hours away. Right. <laughs> and two, it was the perfect moment to see Dr. Edwards that put him on a tailspin right. where he's at now. I mean, it was just perfect timing. Why didn't that piss us off? We were probably just too excited to see him. I think we were too excited to see him, and I think we were just... They're just, I, I want to watch that scene again, but I just don't remember any indication at all of like, is this really happening? You know, because sometimes they'll do that. You're like, wait, is this a dream? Is this, you know? Yeah, like have the barista give him a weird look when he's ordering coffee or something. Or right, weird looks right. from the patrons. Although Norman could probably always elicit those because he has like little weird issues. Right, anyway. right, but. No one looked at him weird for talking to himself at a table, you know. Well, I need just, to watch it again. Maybe they did. Maybe they did, and we just didn't catch it. Maybe it was, like, super subtle. But I'm so freaking relieved that there is more of a story Oh, there. I'm so glad. Yes. I mean, oh. we, everyone that's listened to us will know that we're relieved about this because yep. we were only half satiated about what happened. <laughs> Well, we just kind of went, well, that's what they did. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> nothing we can do about it's it. It's better than nothing, but it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm so glad to find out he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only ending to their relationship that made sense to me. <laughs> His body is most likely dredged up in the lake as we speak. <laughs> yep. Multiple bodies. <laughs> So. I thought it would have been fun if she had said how many, because we could sit there and go, okay, <laughs> ooh, there's like three. We have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, because I had forgotten about Audrey. Mm. And so when she said multiple, I'm like, okay, so there's Blackwell and probably Bradley. I was like, so she said multiple. And it... Yeah, I thought of the three, Blackwell, Bradley, and and Audrey. Audrey. So I'm guessing... And... 
guessing Dr. Edwards. Dr. Edwards too. Yep. So But it'd be fun if there's like six or seven. I know. It's been, there could it's be... been almost two years. It's been two years actually, they've said two. Yep. <clears throat> oh, that's interesting. And we can discuss it further or theorize further when we do the recap, but the pharmacist says Dr. Edwards has been missing for just over a year. Well, I th- I thought it was like a year and a half. I thought she said just over a year. Okay. A little over a year. So maybe a little over a year could be a year and a half. I th- My brain, I know it wasn't specific, but my brain went, okay, probably about a year and a half. Yeah, and we can wonder what happened there. I mean, I'm hoping we get a flashback. Calls. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping, and I bet you they do. I bet you we see what how Dr. Edwards dies. Yep. I'm hoping he did a surprise visit. Sure. And saw Norma. Ooh. That he's the one that sees Norma. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I know. I want to see it so bad. <laughs> Hopefully they got uh, gooped up for a few more scenes. So we get to see this. I bet they did, because that coffee shot scene probably only took a couple hours to film, so they had time that day. They had him for that day. Sure. You know. Yeah, although a big dramatic. If you're gonna pay him anyway, sure. <laughs> get everything out of him that you can. <laughs> they could have easily had him for two days too. I mean. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> so nope, I'm excited. I was so 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 happy to hear that. Yeah, that was exciting. And the I mean, second... R.I.P. Dr. Edwards, but... Yeah. Yay. <laughs> of course we're sad you're dead. But for the sake of the story and the fact that you're a fictional character, we're so excited about this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other big twist, of course, was uh, Norman turning himself in. I did not ever expect him to do that. No. Not in a... <laughs> No, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> but that was so fun because the cop that. So this is fun to me because the cop in the movie is so entirely unsuspicious of Norman. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like we're doing that. And that kind of I was like, I like this take. <laughs> She's new. She doesn't know. She doesn't know all the background. She right. seems to be a competent cop, but I also, I think they really made a stress to show that she's really not suspicious of him. Right. I mean, she could be feigning, but I doubt it. I don't think so. I thought, you know what? They're doing the movie route. This cop, the sheriff is not going to be one that catches Norman. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, just a minute, Norman just turns himself in. Right. Anyway, well... Talk about all that later. Yep. Let's uh, let's get into feedback. All right. Do you want to? Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. Okay. Okay. Our first feedback came from Paris. Julia used to be our first feedbacker, and honestly, these both come in like within a half hour of the episode ending. So <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> 
Julia. You're you've got competition now. You guys are <laughs> anyway, we got this one first again. He says, Hey ladies. Wow, if episode six brought on a shock and awe, this episode brought on the sheer suspense and terror. I was so afraid for Dylan. I just knew when he made his way across the table and sat right next to Norman, it was not going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that was tense. Oh, it was. I audibly gasped when Mother slammed the glass over Dylan's head and went for the kill. I would have lost it if my sweet baby angel was murdered. (laughs) (laughs) At the hands of his brother after trying so hard to get him back in treatment. This episode wrecked me. <laughs> Seeing Norman thrashing on that table and fighting himself with that knife in his hand was... It was such a relief when he called the police and confessed to murder. The show continues to thrill and chill. Can't wait to hear the review and fellow listener feedback. P.S. Thanks for putting me in the Pistol River Pocket Gopher Room. You know me so well. <laughs> 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 he included a <laughs> picture of what I imagine is it. Pocket River Pistol, pistol, river, pocket, gopher. Yeah, you and I looked at pictures of them before and decided they were too scary to carry around in your pocket. (laughs) These giant teeth and claws or something. We thought they sounded so cute that we saw pictures of them and we were like, no, they're frightening. And he included a picture of Norma, like, receiving. finding out about him. <laughs> yeah, receiving the file. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I'm glad you're happy in that room. I've wanted someone to be in that room. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful when you put the gophers in your pockets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, the hotel is not responsible <laughs> for this. <laughs> no any damage (laughs) (laughs) our our gophers might uh, add to your body (laughs) you have to sign a waiver (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well thanks Paris thanks Paris and yeah, that man when mother grabs a knife to go kill Dylan. It was oh like, my word! Oh man! I was half expecting it all episode, but still. I know it's still just shocking. It's she's so murdery. Yes, and the greatest one of the greatest parts about this scene to me was that we had some questions answered. Things we have pontificated about forever. We saw Norman talk in both voices. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we got to see him fight with himself, and he actually does. He literally turned himself over and was Norma, and then he turned himself over and was Norman oh. fighting on the table. I know. He does. That was... He acts out. We can... Yes. We got all that taken care of. Yep. So the destroying the kitchen last episode, he acted. Yeah, you know. He just I mean, switches back and forth into the position. Oh, can you? Um, so great. Dylan laying there watching oh, it. My word. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like I knew my brother was a little crazy, but <laughs> Dylan's 
eyes were like these sad saucers the entire time. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> he was terrified, sad, and just disbelief. That's just got to be the craziest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, man. Like, all right, walk into the kitchen and your brother's wearing your mom's robe and pretending <laughs> pretending he's her making waffles. Okay, I'll let that slide. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was weird. (laughs) There's mom's heels are next to this chair and a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll ask Norman if he's been living here alone. (laughs) I don't think he should live here alone. <laughs> what's what's been going on? <laughs> Poor Dylan, he's like, all right, I gotta like put it aside that my mom's been dead for two years and focus on <laughs> focus on the alive person. <laughs> oh man, that just is nuts. Yeah. Um. Okay, so our next comment card is from Julia, and her subject is, okay, so what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she says, once again, Bates Motel delivers big time. My goodness, there was so much amazingness in this episode. I think I'll do bullet points to keep it all straight. Ew, gross. Norman puked again. Did you see it coming, Em? (laughs) I sure did, because it was in the preview. (laughs) I was going to say, if you saw that coming, you've got some puke radar big time. Well, they didn't show any of it. That's a big, big part of it is seeing any of it, especially coming right. out. Right. So, but it happens fine. Camera, it's okay. Yeah, if it's off camera, I'm really okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Norman pukes a lot. I'd have, I'd have anxiety issues being around Norman just because of that. Take <laughs> <laughs> all the other things. <laughs> like, I can't be friends with you, Norman Bates, because you puke too much. And nothing else. It's just a puke. I wish I could deny that. <laughs> I'm okay with you wearing a wig and pretending you're your mom, but the puke, can't do it. <laughs> I'd be nervous around him for one reason. <laughs> And I just know that Kat's listening to this when she does it like, yes. She's like, yes. <laughs> it's the puke. <laughs> I I totally get it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> future cat. Oh, future cat. <laughs> she says, of all the darkly comedic moments in the series, Norma and Norman slapping each other was one of the funniest. <laughs> Makes me wonder, did Norman slap himself in the face twice? Yes. Oh, yes. And we know that because of the fight on the table. <laughs> he axed it out. Um, that thought is just too hilarious. Cat fight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, slapping himself is amazing. I know. <laughs> twice. <laughs> Not twice. <laughs> Not twice is a family joke. 
to explain that one someday. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be a little nugget in the blooper reel. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps you'll have to be on our Facebook page to hear the story. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll see. She <laughs> says, um, am I supposed to believe that there's some ginormous abandoned well smack dab in the middle of the vast Oregon forest? And that Head Norma somehow magically just knows exactly where it is, even if she and Norman had done some mother-son body dumping there in the past. Again, I'm going to have to claim small town country. Yep. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's just a well out in the middle of nowhere. Sure. I guarantee you every child of White Pine Bay knows where it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Norman and Norman discovered it while picking foliage one day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we came across stuff like that all the time as a kid. And you better yeah. believe yep. we had capers about getting to the bottom of what's going on in that well, trying to figure uh, out how deep it was. Me and the Casper kids, we would have been all over that well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There would have been, like, ropes down there climbing <laughs> down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Children of the 80s and 70s. <laughs> How we survived. <laughs> it's survival of the fittest, man. <laughs> <laughs> we we really pushed Darwin on in those days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, she says, oh my gosh, guys, there's this character named Romero who married Norma and knows about Norman and is trying to kill him because he knows he killed Norma and escaped from prison to find him. Who knew? Yay, Romero was back. <laughs> oh, yay. That's the first thing you saw on the previously on Bates was Romero. I'm like, oh, finally. Yep. Yep. Not so... that the scenes were super exciting, but. No, but we can see him getting better and stronger. Right. So. There was a, did you catch like a misery vibe? <laughs> was that just me? <laughs> I wish Maggie would have called him Dirty Birdie. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Mr. Man. <laughs> I totally was getting a misery vibe. I was like, oh man, Romero's in trouble. <laughs> now that would have been the twist. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he goes to Maggie's because it's a safe place, and she gets all stabby on him. And... <laughs> what if it's great? We still have time. There's still three episodes left. I was totally expecting some like sleeping meds in those eggs. <laughs> I feel a little weird. <laughs> Just go to sleep. I'll check on you later. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, he says, uh, Norman and Head Norma, referring to dead Norma as her, was strange and confusing and unsettling. Yeah, that. I liked what they did there with Head Norma and dead Norma. <laughs> She's jealous of her. She is. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I love Norman. it. <laughs> I love it so much. I can't even. So the mother he conjured up in his mind is jealous of his real mom. That that makes so much sense too, though. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> of course she is. <laughs> I know. It's so great. 
She says, whoa, we went a whole 14 minutes with no Viagra commercials. Bravo, show. Julia, just for you, I did notice. Plus, Scout had my one device, so I only had one device while watching. <laughs> so I did watch the Viagra commercial, and I thought of you. <laughs> oh, I didn't get any, I guess, the way I watch. She says, we both love Dylan. I mean, it's Dylan. Yes, even Head Norma loved Dylan. <laughs> that was a cute little line. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I mean, it's Dylan. <laughs> um, that Dr. Edwards revelation, though. My goodness, the show pulled the rug out from underneath us with that one. I can't imagine anyone saw that coming. It's honestly so relieving. This means the writers didn't make the trivial and disappointing mistake of basically dropping the Dr. E storyline completely. They had a plan and executed it perfectly. Loved that reveal so much. We agree, agree, yes. agree. <laughs> and I don't know how anyone would see that coming, but I'm sure there's going to be people who claim they did. I know. I haven't heard any yet. And I, I certainly didn't hear any buzz about it after the Dr. Edwards scene that Mm-mm. said, I bet. <laughs> Not that right. I really go deep into the internet. <laughs> right. For this show I don't either. And... But. Yeah, if you saw that coming, then you're, I don't know, lying. <laughs> we don't believe you. <laughs> so don't even come at with us with that crap. Nope. <laughs> um, she says, well, 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 Norman can cook. Like mother, like son, I guess. Now, I thought I saw a pie on the counter, and I was really hoping it was a turkey pot pie, but I don't think it was. I think it was like an apple pie. Do you think it was pie. apple pie? <laughs> I think so. I, <laughs> I didn't see the pie. There's just a quick glimpse, and I'm pretty sure it was a pie. But I did take a good look over all his food he cooked. Mm-hmm. And I I disapproved of how many carbs he had on the table. <laughs> 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 Not that I'm like one of those Nazi carb people, but come on, Norman. A pasta dish, potatoes, and a huge plate of garlic bread? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you don't need potatoes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Norman, Norma taught you better than that. Right. Well, maybe not. She pro- It's maybe. probably exactly what Norma would have done. Just overboard dishes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> just make everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She says, Norman, you're breaking my heart, making my blood boil, and giving me goosebumps all at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the entire scene with Dylan in the kitchen, my stomach was in knots, and I felt like throwing up. And then as soon as things started going well, and I thought, maybe it wasn't going to go terribly, terribly wrong. It went terribly, terribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I never got, like, a ease of, oh, this is going well. <laughs> no. <laughs> that- Thought never crossed my mind. <laughs> I'm glad you had that moment, Julia. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. I was just so nervous for Dylan. Yeah, and Norman actually never made my blood boil in this. Um, I can't think of a time. I can't. No. Mm-mm. The only Norman that makes my blood boil is like the petulant. Yeah. Little asshole norman you <laughs> know <laughs> happens frequently i just don't remember any in this episode yeah i don't remember it in this one <laughs> <laughs> um, 
She says, I still am trying to figure out what the hell I just witnessed. The ending was just so, so good, and I'm freaking out about the last three episodes. She says, oh my, OMG, I was really excited, literally, until the moment I typed last three episodes, and now I feel like I'm going to cry. But I will try my damnedest to keep it together and enjoy the, I'm not going to say last or final this time, next episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Till next week, Julia in the Razor Clam room. Yeah, it's getting uncomfortably close to the end. It is, but I just, I'm so torn because I don't want it to end, but I really want to see the next three, but I know that's the end. <laughs> you know, so it's we like. You just have to buck up. I know. You know. So. Thanks, Julia. Thanks, Julia. All right. Our next feedback is from Daniel. He says, hey, I'm in Sue. Made the font a little bigger, so hopefully it'll be easier on your eyes. This <laughs> is <laughs> much easier. <laughs> I just figured you were reading it from your phone, but you don't do that, do you? I have it on my laptop, but the font was tiny, and I was in a fairly dark room. I didn't have – I only had a lamp on. <laughs> <laughs> like Norman himself, this time the show gives us no comfortable distance from the ramifications of what has just transpired. We pick right back up where we left instead of moving forward to a time after Mother has already tidily cleaned everything up, as we might have done before. This episode, you could have cut the tension with a knife, pun intended. (laughs) 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 Highmore isn't just an incredible actor, he's also a solid writer who I feel really gets the heart of the whole series down. Yeah, I think we haven't mentioned it yet, but Freddie Highmore wrote this episode. And he did a fantastic job. It was fantastic. I didn't realize he was the one that wrote it until after I'd seen it mm. the first time. He does... I remember really praising his dialogue. I mean, he's the one that came up with the... Pfft, pfft, pfft yep. scene at the, yep. at the, at the, the Christmas, Christmas tree yard last yeah. year. So, yeah, he he really gets the dialogue. Well, and he just gets the mother-son relationship so well, too. Yeah. Which makes sense, you know. Right, and he's a little more... I mean, it makes sense that Daniel likes his point of view, too, because he's a little more uh, Team Daniel (laughs) when it comes to their relationship than Vera Farmiga is. Right, right. He ships Norman and Norman a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in the beginning, when they kept showing shots of the Bates Mercedes with its one headlight out, I was convinced that that was Chekhov's gun for some cheap tension with Norman getting pulled over while carting Sam's body around tonight. Um, That one headlight out Mercedes wasn't Norma's. That was was Sam's car. I was right. He did drive a Mercedes. Yep. And so the light was out because Marion smashed it with a crowbar. (laughs) (laughs) I assume. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, that's... Is that how Ted Bundy got pulled over? Is that how he got caught? Who's mm. the famous killer that got caught because of a headlight? The, or it was I, a taillight. I think it was that BTK guy. BTK got caught because years and years later, they like... uh brought up his case and he wanted notoriety so he like I don't remember exactly what he did but he kind of got himself caught 
Well, he would send in like letters, yeah. kind of like the Zodiac Killer. He would send letters to like the police and the newspapers. But I'm pretty sure he finally they got him over a minor traffic violation. Huh. I and think, they, I'm thinking and of they were else, though. they were like kind of like suspicious. He was doing something weird, and they opened up his trunk, and he had all of his things that he tied people up with and stuff. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember how Ted Bundy, but it might have been something like that. I, I, that's how a lot of people get caught. I've, I've chastised, like, drug runners before. Mm-hmm. Make you sure know. your lights are all in yeah. good repair. <laughs> There's a part of Utah that does a ton of drug busts because you can get to, like, four different states pretty quickly right there. Mm-hmm. And every time you see it on the news, it's because they had a tail light out or <laughs> – you know, it's like you dummy speeding. <laughs> yeah, it's like whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I was a little nervous about the headlight out too when I saw. I was like, oh, that is so sketchy to be driving a car like that and you got a freaking body in it. Sure, and well, just in general, being so close to those lights. Right. Having a car and show just up. Driving a car that's got all of its windows smashed out. I mean, a cop is totally going to pull you over if they see something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So it was pretty tension. Lots of tension. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Norman slapping mother right back in the face made me laugh out loud. (laughs) (laughs) So say we all. (laughs) Yep. So, Dr. Edwards, the unexpected elephant in the room. That's either the laziest piece of writing yet to explain why Norman was able to just settle back into his life after Norma's death, or a nice gotcha moment where we realize that means Norman hallucinated the whole encounter with him a couple episodes ago. And that means his own mind was the one trying to get him to remember, sometimes I see Mother when she isn't there, sometimes I become her. There's a war going on inside Norma Bates, and he's projecting other unexpected characters to help him fight it. Yeah. It, it's not lazy writing. No, it it's the lazy. latter for sure. Yeah. Because that just makes it so brilliant too that Norman had to conjure up Dr. Edwards because he was so freaked out about the, the bar. Yeah. It's great. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense, and he's done it before because he conjured up his dad that one time in the motel office. Yeah, yeah. Where this his is dad's not like, "She's the crazy one. You're not the crazy one. She's the crazy one." So again, that was Norman like trying to make sense of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it this you know has happened before. Although he recognized his dad right away, that he was an illusion. Remember, he got the big yeah. finger wags. <laughs> the old the famous... finger wag. Yeah. yeah, but I think between then and now, just He was Norman's... in a better place mentally. Yeah, his mental illness has progressed since then. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Norman safely tucking Mother's body away in the snow was sad and appropriately romantic. He promised he'd come back for her, but with the way the show is heading, I'll be a little disappointed if that's indeed her final resting place. I'll be a lot disappointed. Yeah, that can't be. There's, There's got to be. 
a I different have, ending. I have to too her. many plans in my head for spectacular reveals, and her laying beautifully in the snow in the middle of nowhere is not part of that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen. It can't. Things. A couple things happened in this episode that really like it made me wonder how we're gonna make Romero's finale interesting. Because Norman turning himself in and being in the custody of police, which I assume is what's going to happen, and then Norma's body just being tucked away possibly forever in the middle of nowhere are like two that just make Romero's story go wah, wah, wah. Exactly. Yeah. No, there's got to be... I'll talk about my predictions later, but... Yeah. For now, I'm kind of like, but then I go, trust the show. Trust, 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 trust. (laughs) I know, same. Especially with Dr. Edwards. I really need to trust the show. Yep. They pull it out of their hat every time. Yep. Um, Okay. This isn't turning out to be the neat and tidy psycho tie-in that I imagined when the show began. And we're heading towards an ending I can't see coming yet. But I'm still hooked. Even if I ultimately have to retcon out of my head and cut my own fan edit or write a novel. <laughs> Too bad Robert Block's Norman Bates didn't fall into public domain the way the mythos of H.P. Lovecraft did. Um, we just need to wait another, what, 40, 50 years? Isn't that 100 years? Something like that. That liter- literature becomes, becomes public, public Yeah, something like that. That's why you can, like, get $1 Jane Austen novels and... Stuff like that. Right. I think it's about 100 years. Is Lovecraft that old? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, you, you got to wait a little while, Daniel. And then you can write your epic fan edit. <laughs> Erotica. <laughs> <laughs> you can retcon. You can do it, Daniel. Yep. You can do it, and none of us can see what's coming yet, you know? It's... I know. They, they're they good at that. Yep. So we're all in this together. Yep. <laughs> we're all in the mama bear bed together, remember? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're all going to need some major mama bear stay, just the end of it you know yeah one forever however it's going to end it's going to be tragic and sad <laughs> and two yeah. it'll be over it, yeah that it ended <laughs> <laughs> that's a major so. mama bear spot spa and retreat time <laughs> yes <laughs> carrie and carlton get the rooms ready <laughs> <laughs> still loving my stay in the dream lover room daniel well, thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Okay, our next one is from Vicky. She says, hi, Em and Sue. Comment card from room two. <clears throat> surprise, surprise. I can't believe Dr. Edwards is missing and presumed dead. We haven't seen or heard from Chick, so could Chick be dead? Da, da, da. <laughs> I guess anything is possible, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I think Chick's going to have a spectacular ending as well. (laughs) 
Um, I love the scene in the car when they were driving and Norman slapped mother. It was really great. (laughs) How did Sheriff Green know about the bodies in the lake? Maybe one popped up on the surface and that person went to the sheriff and told the sheriff what they saw. Good chick. Haven't formed on Norman or his chick dead. But why wasn't that scene included in the episode or a previous episode? I don't know. I'm thinking a body floated up. Yeah, my brain just created a scenario where a fisherman mm-hmm. had his net caught on something and it was a body and yep. so they raked the lake <laughs> yep um uh, I chick informing is way down on my list of how they could have found the bodies no way to chick inform on them no way that is not, not good novel material <laughs> That is not his role, remember? He's right. just an observer. So. <laughs> and Chick likes to stay within... I always forget how he says that. Uh, oh. Um, something with himself. In Integrity. Yeah. He likes to stay himself. integrity with himself, and I don't think that would have done it. Well, and Chick has disposed of a body himself. Right, it wouldn't so, could possibly incriminate him. Caleb's right. body, we forgot about that. Oh, but I think it's a different lake and a different scenario. He got burned. Yep. Yeah. So yep. Um, and it wasn't included in the episode of previous episode. I, it could. I mean, um, I fully expect them to tell us how, but. I don't know if we necessarily need the scene. No, I mean it happens. It and I don't even necessarily need to know. Like we've I said, got lots of we've got a ton of lakes in Utah, and it happens once in a while. A fisherman will uh-huh. find someone who drowned that they've been looking for forever. You know. Yeah, and we live in major hiking territory and mm-hmm. wilderness areas, and just like last week. Uh, body of a hiker was just discovered because they just get unearthed. <laughs> yep. People yep. get lost out in the wilderness hiking and they're gone yep. for six months and then all of a sudden someone will come across them. It's 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 a thing. Really kind of common here. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. But um, yeah. We got mountains. We got lakes. We well, got it's like uh, avalanches. <laughs> Well, a guy I went to high school with, his brother and his brother's wife, their boat capsized in Strawberry Lake, mm-hmm. and they drowned. All of them? And the two of them. Like, it was okay. my friend from high school. It was his brother and his brother's wife. Okay. So the two of them were on a boat, capsized. Took them about five days to find their bodies in Strawberry, and while they were looking for those bodies, they found four others. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> so <How> sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, outdoor recreation's dangerous. Yeah, we have a lot of it in Utah. <laughs> we have a lot of it in Utah, and it's our a good place. Weather come visit. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I was actually being serious. <laughs> we do. Yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, things happen. Winds kick up and storms. Storms form in a matter of seconds sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And everyone Special wants events. to ski the backcountry, and it's so dangerous. Don't ski the backcountry. It makes me so mad. 
every time I, I hear of Lasquier, I'm like, haven't you heard about the 50 this year that have gone missing in the backcountry? <laughs> I know. Do you not watch the news? <laughs> I know. The powder is that great. <laughs> it's like, avalanche danger, extremely high. <laughs> A bird can fly by and cause an avalanche. <laughs> it does. It drives me crazy. Oh, me too. Um. Anyway, okay, so that's that's how it happens. Uh, <laughs> she says, also, if Maggie Summers lives near or in White Pine Bay, how could she not know that the sheriff is investigating Norman Bates, or at least murders happening in White Pine Bay? I don't think the sheriff is investigating Norman Bates. I don't think so either. I don't think it's a big story. And Maggie... I think now that... I think now that the bodies have been found, it will become a story. Yeah, but... and I could see Maggie as being extremely uninformed. <laughs> yeah, because she, she is not completely innocent in anything either, because wasn't she like... She was doing the books for the... Doing the books for the... Summer's ring of right. Asian sex slaves. Yeah, and I can just... She just... Keeps her nose down. Keeps her nose down. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think it's been a big story, you know? Mm -mm. So. The town kind of keeps quiet. Yeah. They freaking burned a body in, like, town square just a few years ago. Exactly. It's a weird town, and you just, you stay out of it. Yep. (laughs) And I really, truly don't think the sheriff is investigating Norma Bates. I don't think so either. That's all going to change with next episode, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, she says, "I love the end of the episode, and Norman calls nine one one and confesses to murder." That was amazing. Yep. Um, I also forgot. Was the Mercedes that Sam Loomis drove to Bates Motel have broken windows, or were they all fine? Oh, it was beat up. You could oh, yeah. see when they were driving. I mean, I know Norma wasn't there, but her hair was kind of flapping in the breeze. Open <laughs> <laughs> windows. <laughs> <laughs> and also, her side of the car had a huge crush injury of the uh, windshield. Norman's side was okay, which right, right. I had to kind of shush a little bit because I think the car that Marion beat up was a lot more beat up than this one was. Well, there was one headlight out, and then Norma's side had it looked like it only had one hit to it, and she seemed to have really yeah. thought on it. But she got she went nuts on the hood, and we never saw the hood in this, so. Right. That's fine. And all of well, the side and, windows and back windows she got. Right. And last episode when we saw Sam pull up, when Norman and Norma were talking about how much they hate him, oh. you could see the windows were broken out. Yeah. 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 They were broken out. Don't worry. Yep. Yep. They kept that. Con- the continuity is good. Yep. Um, she says, Mother's a real jokester. Ha ha ha. I thought it was funny when she said that she wished she had a quarter she could toss in after the body. (laughs) Oh, man, that was funny. That was funny, and it's just great that that's like, that side of Norman just kind of (laughs) like, ease the tension. (laughs) Say something super callous. (laughs) Yep. She says, I can't believe he stepped mother in the frozen ground. Then he put a blanket on her. Norman's a good boy. 
saying in Psycho movie mother voice. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean the kid boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I all I could think of was, did he mean to make the grave that shallow? Or was the ground just so frozen? <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know. It could be he just couldn't bear to like cover her face with dirt. Cover her face, yeah, with dirt, and I don't know. In I just my guess mind, it's a, mm-hmm. after he put the blanket over, he like covered it with snow. Mm, like he didn't okay. just leave it with the blanket over it. Um, okay. Yeah, maybe. I just get such a like a snow white feeling about her laying there. Just I don't know. It creeps me out. She was so beautiful. Mhm. I mean, we're talking She was like what's that saint that didn't decompose Saint Bernadette. Oh my gosh, I pulled that out of my head. Wow. <laughs> Mormons don't have saints, by the way. <laughs> I know I was gonna say, how do you even know? <laughs> it's totally a Catholic thing. I know that because it's like this I remembered the name because I thought of Bernadette Peters and how beautiful her skin is. <laughs> oh yes. I made a I made a weird little mind what are those called? <laughs> Association. Right. Years ago. So, St. Bernadette, she died in the 1800s, and she still is, like, perfectly preserved. Like, you can see photos online. She looks perfect. It's creepy. Ew. I know what I'm Googling when this is over. (laughs) (laughs) I have never heard of this. I thought on one of those, like, shows Gown I watch sometimes. (laughs) Right, Mr. E. Right. I don't remember if she was a saint. I think she was just a nun. I don't know if she became a saint because her body didn't decompose. Just once in a while in history, a body doesn't decompose. It happens. Anyway, Norma was like gorgeous. I know. It was a gorgeous scene all around. What's that saying? Die young and leave a beautiful corpse? Yep. (laughs) Check. But that lace thing she had on, it was so, it was very fair, fairy tale. It was. Very it was. fairy tale. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Yeah. But, oh, please don't let that be her final resting spot. No, that's lame. I mean, but it was also, beautiful, but I, lame. I really hope they don't do something lame, and I don't think they will. But what if, like, that's the path that Romero takes back to the motel, and he runs across her? <laughs> You know, wouldn't that that can't happen? Nah. That that would be awful writing. No, that sucks. Yeah. So okay. Um. Vicky says it's sure getting good. I'm going to be so sad when the show's over. We only have three more episodes. Frowny faces. <laughs> Vicky, room two. Um, and then she ends. I'm glad Harold is hiding. Be safe, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> Harold didn't have to do as much scrambling under the bed this episode. (laughs) (laughs) He just needed to wait a while for that, his room to get cleaned up. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we'll hear, we'll hear about how Harold's doing this, this week. (laughs) 
when we get the feedback. <laughs> oh, it's coming up next. Yep. Thanks, Vicky. Thanks, Vicky. All right. Harold, he says, sorry, this is a last minute rushed kind of feedback. It's that kind of week. Lots of police activity here at the motel. <laughs> <laughs> Up until the final scene, this was a slow boil of an episode, but I think it was my favorite of the season so far. I loved all the scenes of Norman and Head Norma Bigreen. Things were getting tense between them, setting up the battle for who, who will gain control. The best was that moment in the kitchen with Dylan when Norma took over to tell Dylan that she truly loved him, but sorry, there's only enough room in the family for one son, and you're not him. <laughs> that was amazing. And it's not you. <laughs> oh, man, I know. that. Oh. And it's just so... You know, that is how Norman wants her to feel. Like, yes, I have two sons, but I can only love one. Yeah. And it's me, you know. I win. <laughs> but at the same time, Dylan gets to Norman like no one else. I know. And it's happened I before. I think I even remember the episode, Ocean View. Mm-hmm. Where Norman where Dylan kind of breaks through the Norman Norma relationship. And it totally happened again. It did. Well, it's just a different dynamic between siblings than yeah. parents. And, you know, it's, it's big just... Big brothers, you know? Right. For a little and Dylan brother, a big is... brother can be quite... Can really break through, like, something like this. Yep. And and Dylan is just an amazing big brother. Right. I mean, it's Dylan. It's Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> We've always talked about just what a smooth, smart guy he is, you know. Mm -hmm. He knows. He knows how to act in every scene or how to react, you know. And boy, he saw some stuff last <laughs> night. <laughs> I just can't get over being in his shoes. Oh, man. <laughs> just the, the horror. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Fighting with himself with a big butcher knife in his hand. <laughs> and just knowing that that butcher knife was coming for him. <laughs> I know. And that Norman's fighting himself not to kill him. <laughs> and he's like, everything I ever thought about Norman is being validated right now. <laughs> levels of just crazy oh man plus he's trying to process it after being dazed you know getting he got dazed that with that hit oh he's got a big old gash in his head <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta hurt <laughs> he's seeing little cartoon bloober totally flying good. around his normans on the table fighting himself with a butcher knife <laughs> for real yeah. Oh man, crazy. Alright. Okay. I thought it was a great twist on the psycho story to have Norman battle head Norma for control and make a confession to Sam's murder. I'm curious to see where the story goes from the, here in the next three episodes. How many bodies will turn up? Will Romero allow himself to get arrested so that he gets a chance at accessing Norman in a jail lockup? Hmm. 
if if Norman is in jail and Romero finds out, I think for sure Romero would turn himself in. Maybe, but I don't think anyone in their right mind would put the put two together anywhere <laughs> near each other. <laughs> That's true. All right, so I don't see it going that way. I have my own little theory. Mm-hmm. I think, I'll just say it right now, I think Norma's going to take over and break out somehow. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way I, I could see it being interesting. <laughs> it's not going to be interesting if Norman spends the next three episodes in jail, so no. that's not happening. No. No way. So something... And I don't see Norman escaping. I think Norma has to. Norma I... wants to stay in jail and take his lumps. I think Norma is going to kill Sheriff Green. Ooh. I think Sheriff Green's going to go down those stairs backwards. <laughs> Ooh, ever nasty style. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because I think Norma is going to be so mad at Norman. Oh, yeah. That That is a betrayal to her. One of the biggest. Yep. She is not going to take that lightly, and she's going to... She's going to kill Sheriff Green. Sweet. So how many bodies are going to turn up, Harold? I'm going with like seven or eight. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's already four. Dr. Edwards, Bradley Martin, Audrey, and Blackwell. And then we're going to add Sheriff Green, possibly Chick, and Romero. Romero's got to go. You know? That guy doesn't have a future anymore. Nope. So. Yep. Okay. I have to give a shout out to the eerie and beautiful scene when Norman brings Norma's body out of the woods. It is so sad to see Norma's body being treated this way. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it that was, was uh, really hard to watch her being wheeled around. <gasps> it was kind of oh. scary. When he starts lugging that wheelchair down the stairs, oh, I just went, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> My stomach just, like, turned. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know what's happening. Yep. <sighs> Although, you know, yes, it is being treated that way, but she couldn't be in better hands. <laughs> no yeah. one loves her so much. <laughs> I know. And she has been just in a freezer in the basement. Yeah. It's just sad that this is happening to her at all. She should just be in the ground. Right. No, she should be. You know? All I'm saying is it's, you know, it's not like a weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) 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 Oh, but I wouldn't mind you, though, (laughs) shenanigans. I'm just glad. <laughs> I'm just glad that they didn't do a shot of Norman driving her to the woods. Yeah, I didn't like that when when he was driving back from the cemetery with her. <laughs> I didn't want to see that again. Yeah, that was freaky. So freaky. But seriously. All I could think of was, 
It is like daylight, and you are just carting around dead mom down those steps. Those steps are like on a hill. <laughs> Anyone driving by. <laughs> Anyone driving by. I know. I, well, that's probably why she was wearing the lacy thing. Like, oh, well, this is just my grandma. <laughs> You know, <laughs> taking grandma to the beauty shop. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> there is more weekend at Bernie's than we see or realize. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My what the bip was the reveal that Dr. Edwards has been missing and presumed dead for a year. That was such a great reveal. We're all shushing that Dr. Edwards was fine with Norman quitting treatment and off his meds, and no one ever thought that his appearance a few weeks ago was just a figment of Norman's imagination. Thinking back on it, it is interesting that Norman's brain conjured up Dr. E to remind himself that his mother is dead, and he sometimes imagines that she is there or becomes her. It is as if Norman was trying to wake himself up after Norma's wild night at the White Horse Bar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, I have to cut this short for another police interview, Harold. (laughs) (laughs) Say nothing, Harold. (laughs) Stay strong. (laughs) Head norm is murdery. (laughs) So keep a low profile. Stay under the bed. (laughs) Yeah, she's not going to be happy. Well, thanks, Harold. Thanks, Harold. All right. And our next one is from Shannon. And Shannon says, So I felt a little bad being so negative in my last feedback, since I really do love the show, but I appreciated you guys hearing me out. This is part of the reason I prefer your podcast to the AfterBuzz one, since you actually take a critical look at the show and don't call and don't just call every choice and or scene brilliant. <laughs> The AfterBuzz people tend to feel a little bait butt kissy <laughs> sometimes, which can get kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, I think they're a little butt kissy because they get the people on their show. The interviews, yep. So I think they kind of have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that in addition to talking about all the things you enjoy, you also discuss choices, character scenes that you don't enjoy or don't make sense to you in the grand scheme of things. Also, that even though you're sisters and often agree, there are still times when you don't agree on things, which makes for a more interesting discussion, in my opinion. Nice. Uh, even though there are like four or five hosts on After Buzz, they usually all share the same opinions. Again, that everything is brilliant. Like my own mother used to say, if you indiscriminately praise everything, your praise is worthless. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. And, you know, a lot of times it's hard. And I feel like we are just, we love this show so much. Mm-hmm. But it does, and it bugs me when people that do podcasts about a show just rip on it all day. It's like, why in the heck are you podcasting about the show? You seem to hate it. (laughs) Right, right. I don't like that either. So we're not like that, but we're just honest, I guess. We're just honest, and we're just trying to figure it out. I mean, that's that's what this podcast is about, is, you know, watching a pretty complicated show. Very complicated and trying to work it out it's it's a great show to talk about it is and we love it a lot so mm-hmm. i feel you like we're heard... not very critical of it but <laughs> no apparently but... we are enough 
enough. I mean, I you know, I was never quiet about like my hatred of Caleb and stuff. True. You know. And we are not the type to placate and to uh I don't know, I'm glad we don't I haven't even tried to interview people because nah. I don't want to be butt kissy and it bugs me. It bugs me when podcasts I like have people on the show cuz they get butt kissy. They do. Yeah. And Sue and I are not butt kissers in any way shape or form <laughs> no not at all we do not do that nope so we're genuine well, I'm glad. we yeah. can't help it we can't help it nope i don't know there's a gene in our family that's like nope <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like <laughs> it's true oh you're saying stuff to get sympathy from me no <laughs> not gonna happen <laughs> at the same time we're very nice exactly. but when we're nice it's genuine I guarantee you yep absolutely anyway so, thank oh, you yeah, thanks um, she says I just wanted to reiterate again how much I love the show generally the writing is phenomenal and the acting is stellar I assume this would be a show that would only interest a niche audience or niche audience but I find it hard to imagine a person who loves drama and or psychological thrillers not liking this show. Okay. I have a friend that whenever I, – I agree, too. I can't believe more people don't watch it and talk about it. Yeah, I but. just assume that it's just going to be one of those shows that finds a new audience even after it's over. It will, for sure. I'm so glad that enough people watched that they were able to do their whole story. Like, wouldn't that be tragic if it just had to shut down on season three or something? <sighs> That would be awful. So, oh, that would be just awful. So it's out there, and their complete story, the writers always wanted to tell, will always be out there, and that's awesome. Yep. And it's awesome that they didn't go on for ten seasons, and you're like, uh, right, right. <laughs> we get it. He's his mother. <laughs> you just watered down this whole thing. Yep. I no, just couldn't be more pleased. I it hurts bad that it's ending, but. For integrity of writing and integrity to the story, we just we have to accept it. Yeah. Because we're gonna you know have these five seasons of a great story forever to watch. Forever. Yep. Uh, she says I have a friend that whenever she watches a new show will text me about what diagnosis I would give to the main character. Yeah. So she has a friend that texts her what diagnosis I would give to the main character because I'm a clinical psychologist. And I went, ding! I know, we're like, like there's our psychologist. Asking you, shall receive. I know. <laughs> Shannon says she's done this with a lot of characters, Don Draper, Tony Soprano, Walter White, etc. And then she texted me about Norma Bates. I had never seen the show, so I watched the first couple episodes and texted her back borderline personality disorder <laughs> and if the writers know what they are doing they will introduce a history of sexual abuse and or other major childhood trauma she texted back ding 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 <laughs> and i was very intrigued <laughs> so it, she meant norma not norman that norma had a borderline yeah. personality disorder mm -hmm. i guess she already knew norman right yeah everyone knows norma right interesting no. You called the uh, childhood trauma. I know. That's sexual abuse. Wow. Uh, she says, regarding last week's episode's choice of Norman consciously killing Sam, I think one of the big reasons that bothered me, besides Norman no longer being an innocent, 
was the choice of Sam being the person who is so bad it pushed Norman over the edge to become a killer. I know they tried to draw comparisons to Norman's father, but aside from them having the same name and generally being douchebags, I didn't see much of a similarity between them. Sam is a two-timing skis, but as far as we have seen, he doesn't beat or rape his romantic partners. He actually seems to care for both of them, and he doesn't even reveal in de- or he doesn't even revel in deceiving them. Also, as far as we know, Sam Bates never cheated on Norma, so they don't even have that in common. I'm sure the real Norma would have much rather been married to this Sam, who at worst is an emotionally neglectful adulterer, not a wife-beating rapist. This caused me a lot of... uh, I read this last night, and... Hmm? It caused me a lot of... uh, reflection. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I think, and I touched on it on the podcast. I don't, I don't think it was more than just a sentence. But to me, Norman, I think he was. Well, one, I thought maybe mother kind of melded with him and was helping him be murdery. Right. And two, I thought he had just been traumatized by all that. Okay, when Norma gave him the memories, I was expecting it was like all of the trauma from his childhood. Mm-hmm. But now I'm wondering if it was all the murders that Norma's done. Or is it both? It could be both. And I think he just had a momentary, like, snap of trauma to where he I just so. obediently did it. Right. I didn't think And then to... came to and was like, what did I do? Yeah. You know? I didn't think a lot on it. I didn't. I, I certainly didn't think the way Shannon did and thought... Okay, Sam was so bad. You know, I thought it had a lot more to do internally for Norman and just kind of going into this trance-like state Mm -hmm. over receiving all this trauma. But I don't know. I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's just what my mind did, and I carried on. (laughs) Because I was so thrilled about the shower scene. (laughs) Right. But yeah, this has caused me a lot of reflection. And it's I don't excellent know. points, mm-hmm. but someone had to get killed in the shower. <laughs> right, and you know, I think maybe her point is that was kind of lazy writing, mm-hmm. making it Sam. Because yeah, you're right. He wasn't rapey. He did care for those two women. He was just a douche. Yeah. But, you know, Marion Crane wasn't a bad person either, and she got killed. Right, but the point is, little Norman Bates got driven to stab this man repeatedly. Yeah. I think Norma just likes to kill and talked him into it, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's mother. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, I'm definitely yeah. more thoughtful about the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. But I still, you know, everyone knows my mind can just accept things. And I come up with my own little head cannons quickly <laughs> and accept some things. And this is right reason I did. But upon further reflection, maybe I shouldn't have. Right. Uh, Shannon says, a few days earlier... Norman was unable to kill Caleb, a man he has despised for years and who actually raped his mother. Why is Sam so much worse than Caleb that Norman can suddenly murder him? 
it can't just be the adultery considering Norman was just making out with Madeline a few days earlier and she seemed plenty willing to cheat on Sam before learning of his infidelity. She's not exactly an innocent lamb being abused by Sam. You know, that was rolling through my head a lot and I just never mentioned it because I didn't want to sound kind of blamey right. to her. I thought of it too. But yeah. I was kind of like, uh, Madeline... <laughs> You were just kissing Norman. You cannot be so self-righteous to Sam in this. I don't know why I didn't mention it in the yeah. podcast, but I was, you know, I don't know. Maybe PC culture made me a little hesitant to bring it up, but seriously. Well, I think when she was kissing Norman, I think I still thought that she knew that Sam was on her. You did, for sure. So. I yeah. still, I never bought into that fully. Mm-hmm. I leaned the other way, but Mm-mm. yeah, did. I mean, even if it was a get back at kiss, it just she looked very willing to cheat on Sam, and she didn't even know about the infidelity. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that is something that bugged me a lot in that episode. Just kind of like, uh, listen. <laughs> yeah. <We saw> you. <laughs> Sam may not have, but we did. Yeah. You can you can make your own choices. You're a big girl, but don't forget just last night you I think it was last night, you were kissing Norman in your kitchen. Your kitchen that you share with Sam, by the way. Uh, she says, also, Norma has admitted to cheating on her first husband with Sam Bates, so it's a little hypocritical to have adultery be seen as a death-worthy sin in Norman and Mother's mind. This is just in comparison to Norman's inability to kill Caleb only a few days before, who, beyond what he did to Norma in the past, actually posed a real threat to Norman and Mother at the same time, or at the time since he knew the secret of Norma being alive. Sam Loomis posed no immediate threat to Norman, so his decision to kill Sam seemed unbelievable to me, especially considering this is the first time Norman is able to kill without needing Mother to take over. This just struck me as something we are expected to go with as an audience without worrying if it makes psychological sense. And with lesser shows, I wouldn't care as much, but the show has done such a good job in the past having Norman's psychological motives feel organic and consistent with the story. This time I can't wrap my head around it, and I've had 10 years of clinical training, LOL. I guess I'm just going to have to shush my psychological brain. <laughs> <laughs> One, yes, I'd recommend that a little bit. Yep. But two, I think like I've said, I I really don't think it had as much to do with Sam being like so bad that he was worthy of being killed as much as other stuff going on in Norman's brain at the time. I don't know if that yeah. even makes sense from a clinical point of view. It doesn't actually make a lot of sense to me, but that's what I'm going with. <laughs> that's what I'm going with, too, and that's why he couldn't kill Caleb, because he didn't have... Norma... Head Norma hadn't shared with him yet. Yeah, because it's... They the are. They're, you know, and it took this email to make any sort of comparisons but the two scenes were the same she sent him off to kill and right. Norman's like I can't do it right and so I th- but this time he was because he was 
he had that other stuff in his brain now. Yeah. Which is stuff that's probably caused Head Norma to become a killer. Right. Right. Um, now, to have, if they would have had Caleb the one in the shower scene, that would have been great. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Sam Loomis, if they could have somehow made it be Caleb, that would have been amazing. That's and I wish amazing. I would have done that. Because that would have made so much sense. That would have. And that would have been, like, cathartic. Yep. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That just occurred to me. I wish I would have done that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But anyway, I I like that you brought that comparison because I think the writers did probably have that in mind. And maybe that's why they created that scene with Caleb is that now... Norman had the push over the edge to become a killer, just right. fusing a little of Norma's, had Norma's memories with his own. Now, I say all this, <laughs> again, not knowing if it makes any kind of psychological sense, but that's how my, my, my mind processes it. Yep. yep. I don't have, I have zero years of clinical psychology experience. <laughs> <laughs> I took Psych 101 in college. Yeah, same. Is about it. But, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, I, they probably purposely did say, look, Norman couldn't kill Caleb, but he can kill Sam because he's now got, he shares more with head Norman than he did before. Before they were completely separate. Now they're inseparable. Yeah. Inseparable. Ding. Ding, ding, ding. Um, all right. Uh, she says, regarding the most recent episode, oh my god, so good, and probably my favorite episode of the season so far. I love the little comedic elements, all from Head Norma, of cleaning up the crime. However, Norman's feelings of remorse and empathy towards Sam, displayed in this episode again, made me think about how unlikely it would be for him to kill Sam as himself and not as Head Norma. It's one thing to shoot someone or to turn on gas and go to sleep like he did with Norma, but to stab a person that many times takes a real antisocial personality and or animalistic heat-of-the-moment rage, neither of which fit Norman's state of mind in the moment. I feel like the real Norman Bates may have half-heartedly stabbed Sam once, threw up on the floor and ran out of the room. <laughs> then Head Nora would have come in to finish the job. <laughs> yes. That's all fair. Yeah. Yep. Um, either way, I just love this episode and like the seeds of jealousy that seem to be brewing between Head Norma and Dead Norma. <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> Head and dead. <laughs> from, from Norman's whispering to Dylan of how much he misses their real mother to Head Norma's apparent nonchalance as to where they stick Dead Norma's body. An obvious annoyance that Norman wants to be alone with Dead Norma. <laughs> so amazing. I love that. <laughs> Head Norma appears to be in self-preservation mode and seems more concerned that Norman might do someone to put her in jeopardy of disappearing rather than concerned about Norman. I'd watch out if I was Norman because I think Head Norma might be turning on him soon. As do we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says, gosh, sorry for the dissertation. I tend to write a lot. Don't apologize for that. No, it was all incredibly interesting. Um... Shannon. 
P.S. I recently caught up on all of your season five episodes. I had been behind. And if you're still interested, I can give you some insight of the protocol I would have followed if Norman Bates had been my patient and then suddenly stopped coming to therapy after leaving inpatient. However, after this episode, it seems Dr. Edwards was the good and thorough doctor we all thought he was and did follow up as he should. For the last few episodes, I kept putting myself in his place, thinking about how I would have handled the situation, and I came to the conclusion that I probably would have been murdered with the, <laughs> with the steps I would have taken, and that Dr. Edwards made the right, although negligent, choice by not checking up on Norman. Oh, well. Dr. Edwards, you were a good doctor, and it got you killed. Okay, so we thank you for your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know if there's any legal ramifications for being negligent like that. Yeah, yeah. Let us know that, Shannon. Yeah. In your next, if yeah, if he was like, like legally obligated to do something. I think I'm guessing that they're kind of, I, from what I've heard from TV psychologists, <laughs> is they have to report it if they feel they're a danger to themselves or someone else mm-hmm. like actively right now. Right. And that's about it. Right. So yeah, let us know Shannon cuz you're not a TV when you're real. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I think even if they're told of past murders, they are obligated to keep their mouths shut unless they feel like someone is in danger now. Um when it comes to how you feel, I don't know. It just, I'm just interested to know if you think, from all the knowledge Dr. Edwards had, if being a negligent, if that's like breaking his oath or breaking the law in any way. Right. That's my question. But it's very good to have someone's actual opinion, and that that's good to me that, you know, you'd be doing something that would probably get you killed because that's how I feel responsibly that psychiatrist would have to you know I I mean just checking up on him even if he doesn't answer your calls or show up to his appointments right exactly I approve not of being (laughs) killed but you know (laughs) Um, she says PPS that's the kind of twist I love I absolutely did not see it coming, and now the Dr. Edwards storyline makes so much more sense. Yeah, we're all happy about that. We're all very happy about that. (laughs) Um, PPPS. Just a stray thought that I had when watching this episode. For some reason, I feel like we are going to see Norman apologize to Romero for killing Norma. I can't put my finger on why I think this, but it seems like Norman is becoming more aware of the ratifications of what he has lost by killing Norma. I can see him possibly beginning empathize with Romero, which would add a twist to the inevitable Romero-Norman showdown. That is, if Head Norman hasn't taken over completely by then. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I. If, if Norman continues to take the meds, maybe, but I don't think that's going to happen. Head Norma is not going to let – Head Norma is not going to allow this to happen. No. Head Norma is stronger than Norman, and she's not going to let it happen. How Head Norma handles 
a Romero confrontation is just anyone's guess. <laughs> I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> they planted some seeds in the season that she still loves it. So <laughs> I know it's gonna be. So, I I just can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> and then she ends with PP PBS. That's it. I swear. <laughs> well, thanks, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. If you want a room, let us know. We've got some rooms at the motel. Yeah. And, yeah, we have the You Throw Me room and the Blarty with a Chance of Meatballs room left at the B&B. Should we talk up the You Throw Me room? What's going on in there? Everyone knows about the Blarty room. It's just an empty room that no one's checked into. I know, I'm just, I'm trying to talk it up so someone wants to go. Oh. It's got to be a great <laughs> like... room. <laughs> <laughs> what was the scene with the youth roomy? Was that a, just a dance number? <laughs> I don't remember. I think so. It's a song, definitely they used the song somehow, and that's kind of, the main theme of the rooms is named after the songs. Yeah, I'm just trying, I can't remember the youth roomy scene. I can't either. Is it the is that the platters? Uh, no, that's you send me. What do you throw me? All right. I don't. Yeah. We'll get to the bottom know. of this <laughs> by next <Yep>. episode. <laughs> next time. Well, is that you throw me, honey? You do, honest, you do, right? But I think that's you send me. Hmm. Okay. Yep. We'll have to look into this then. So. Yep, Shannon, let us know, because yeah. that was some very interesting insight. Yes, exactly what uh, we wanted. Yes, and room deserved. Yes. That gets you a room. On to Matt's comment card. He said, did you spot Tyrone in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I read, and so I thought about it, and I came up with the time. I think... Tyrone, what did I come up with? It was something about the capers at the beginning with the, oh, I think he was around the well. <laughs> Just going for a walk. Yeah, I don't remember if it was the well or the, um, he was like, what's going on over there when he saw the police lights too? I think that was the one I came up with and settled on. <laughs> Well, did you see what Matt put? <laughs> he was in the pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like next. He was picking up his like antifungal medications. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrone's got a bad case of allergies. But... <laughs> <laughs> He's like. He got it from hiding in the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Way too much time in that bathroom. <laughs> Standing on toilet seats. <laughs> he, he got some. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he was like listening curiously to Dylan and thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> I know that guy. I know who he's talking about. It all makes sense now. He's like feeling all validated. 
So, first of all, I'm going to offer just a couple quick thoughts on the previous episode. I didn't have a chance to send in feedback. I didn't have a chance to record feedback because my parents were in town and I didn't have any privacy to do any uh, recording. I also watched the episode with them. They, they watch Bates Motel, too. And I, normally I don't watch episodes live when they air. I wait until the next day when they're available uh, online, and then I torrent them. Don't tell anyone. Because mm-hmm. uh, so I like to watch things without commercials, and I don't have a DVR, so that's how I do it. So I watched this live, Marion, rather, the, the episode last week, uh, with my folks, and they talked uh, most of the time. <laughs> Maybe not all the time, but it certainly seemed like a lot of the time. They they do this thing, especially my dad, where they feel like uncomfortable at certain scenes. Like the tension gets to them, and it's like they gotta break the tension, and they gotta talk. Otherwise, they'll feel uncomfortable. And I love feeling tension. I love watching a show and or a movie and and getting like tightly wound by the scenes, by the building tension, and just. Uh, how that makes me feel like that's a great feeling uh, when a program can invoke uh, evoke that in you mm-hmm. and uh it was lost in the last episode because whenever it got a little bit like ooh, it's gonna happen it's it's they talked about something i don't know <laughs> so uh just gonna say that that episode was uh surprising i did not expect sam to be the one that uh was murdered. In fact, I didn't think anyone was actually going to get killed in the shower. When Marion got in the shower, I thought, you know what? They're going to do something a little clever here. They're going to just, she's going to take a shower and she's going to leave. <laughs> uh, and, and in essence, that's what happened. But then there was this whole other part of the episode I didn't predict. I actually feel bad for Sam. A lot of people are saying, you know, he's an asshole. He's, he's, hurt these two women and he maybe he didn't deserve to die but we're not gonna miss him i feel bad for the guy because you know he was just written that way so uh, the producers just made him that way sometimes i like to pretend that the characters are real people and they live in like a little bubble universe and then carlton cues and company just is reaching and fuck with them Anyway, uh, on to this week's episode. I'm just reviewing my notes. My notes don't make a lot of sense. One of the things I wrote down was, I don't worry my pretty little head about this. I don't I don't know what that means. I want to think that uh, maybe I wrote that because that's what Norman, how Norman was acting. It's like multiple bodies in the lake. Whatever. I got linens to do. You know what? The sheriff annoys me. The sheriff annoys me because her shtick, her whole shtick is... Norman says something, and then she goes, hmm, that's interesting, Norman, because two minutes ago you said something that contradicts what you just said now. Awkward pause, mm-hmm. awkward pause, awkward pause. Well, you see, Sheriff, uh, what I meant to say was, hmm, well, that's interesting, Norman, because what you said just then contradicts what you said four minutes ago. Hmm, awkward pause, awkward pause. It's like, lady, we get it. Y- you listen to what people have to say. You're a good listener. <laughs> All right, just <laughs> stop trying to trap people in like but then lies. She doesn't seem you come off as a know-it-all, a <laughs> sober friend who sits in the corner while you and your other friends get intoxicated, and that person's like quietly judging you. Mm, I can't <laughs> wait to use that against somebody. <laughs> I don't like her. Uh, what else? <laughs> Insightful commentary as always. Uh, oh, here's a funny scene. Madeline is going to visit Norman, and Dylan says, uh, oh, Norman's, 
He's not well. Oh, what's wrong with Norman? Girl, how much time do you have? <laughs> you got a couple months? Let me put it this way. There's whole podcasts about it. <laughs> and at the end, of course, I expected Norman to kill Dylan, and uh, I didn't want that to happen because Dylan's such a nice guy. Uh, and I don't mean that in like an ironic way. I mean, sincerely, he's a nice guy. When he was mm-hmm. crying by himself, saying, I'm sorry, Mom, I let you down. Oh, poor guy. So when Norman prevented Mother from stabbing Dylan and then confessed to killing poor Sam Loomis slash shower burrito, I was shocked because it seems like that they've now written themselves into a corner, but obviously they haven't because they have some very clever way of getting out of it, and I can't wait to find out what it is. This season is really good. I'm going to miss this show. I'm going to miss this podcast. I have to say, I'm a little terrified that when the podcast ends, you're going to close off the vents in the B&B and in the motel and pump in some gas, and you're going to just suffocate us all in our sleep. Please don't do this, dear lovely feedbackers. Please well, now we can't do that. Okay, bye. Foiled. <laughs> How did he know? <laughs> We're like, the show's over. Motel's closed. You all die. <laughs> so we'll have to have a little regrouping meeting. <laughs> yes. What if we do it the night before the season finale? <laughs> Joke's on you guys. <laughs> Prevent them all from watching, and then you'll all become shower curtain burritos. <laughs> That was fun. So we have some feedback from Kale on Twitter. She says, Hi, Sue and M. Damn, can Freddie write an episode? Definitely going in my top ten. I have so many feelings, so I apologize if this gets lengthy. Was anyone else shocked that Norman slapped Mother? I mean, I know it's not Norma, but still, I needed time to recover. <laughs> it was a little shocking. <laughs> it was. <laughs> If I had a quarter, I'd make a wish. Mother is savage. <laughs> That's pretty savage. <laughs> I loved how Norman didn't want Mother involved with the burial of his mom, like she was unwanted and unworthy. And I'm still trying to figure out if he seems okay with Norma's death because of Mother and he'll take her any way he can get her, or if he's actually trying to make peace with it. Probably both. Um, in a long while, I got a lot of, like, Juno flashbacks with the way he's treating Mother right now. Oh, yeah. It made me reflect yeah. on Juno in season one, where it made him feel a lot better to just have Juno stuffed and there with him. Right. right. Yeah, I think that's a good way to think about it. It just seems now, I think he's accepted her death, but he needs her body with him and if it's just her body he can kind of he can shush Mm -hmm. he doesn't need to have head norma i think i think he'd be okay at this point i mean if he was left alone and you know cleared of all charges and just left to live his life for another next 10 or 20 years i think he'd be okay 
Yeah, that's the way I'm looking at it. I think he just, he's now has like a mother Juno. <laughs> and, you know, all the better if she could just like be in her bed or something. But I think she needs to be in the freezer. <laughs> and he's not going to be allowed to live that life. But I think that's kind of where he's headed at this point, that that's what his head could do. And it's kind of like, it's still kind of a my own secret that she's still around. But I think it's an, also a way to accept that she's actually dead, too. But I think there is some sort of trickery just still having the body. I think so. That makes it livable. I think so. And there's also head Norma. I mean, that's. Yeah, but he doesn't. I don't think he likes or wants head Norma around anymore. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's mentally getting... done with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I think he could. Like I said, I think he could just totally. Not have head Norma and just have the body. And just have the body and be he could shush. like content. Yeah, he'd be content. He could shush. I think, you know, he's definitely lonely and head Norma is now not a good replacement and he's not accepting her as a replacement for mother anymore. But I think the body right. is still okay. He seems totally in tune yeah. with mother's dead Norma. Dead. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I concur. I concur. Hmm. Um, says, and I don't know how I feel about him hiding Norma's body. I needed Dylan and Alex to find her. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If. Yeah, I do not accept in any way that that is her final resting place, and we're done with dead Norma. No way. No. That is way it, too boring. <laughs> It is. They can't do that to us. There's got to be just a tragic. Like <laughs> when I was listening, I listened to last week's podcast. Um, when we were talking about, I think it was Harold's feedback. He's like, "Who's gonna find her? You know, who's gonna be the first to see her?" And I said, "I just want all of them to at the same time." <laughs> when I was listening to myself saying that, I was picturing like a Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> With, like, Romero, Dylan, Madeline, Emma. <laughs> They're all, like, sneaking around the house. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And they're all just, yeah, like a Scooby-Doo. They open the door and... Zoinks! <laughs> <laughs> Emma drops her glasses and starts looking for him and, like, her hands up on some dead <laughs> I was having a good time listening to that and picturing that in my head. Anyway. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, not so fast, Kale. Just wait. Yep. We got yep. three episodes and they sure yep. have a way of figuring things out. <laughs> they do. I mean, every time I'm like, I can't believe Dr. Edward. They, you know. <laughs> It's like Carlton and Carrie are going, shush. <laughs> and I'm glad we keep giving them the benefit of the doubt because yes, we'd sound really stupid if we like totally went off and then be like, oh, okay. I think we've just learned. <laughs> we could have eaten crow so many yes. times if we didn't trust these writers. For sure. Yeah. 
Um, those amazing shots of Dylan looking up at the house and Norman pulling up beside him destroyed me. I can't bear sad Dylan. Oh, then I am sorry, because this was sad Dylan. <laughs> oh, man. I was in full, I was in a full-on sob when he was begging for forgiveness on his mommy's floor. Oh. That was sad. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, he just gotta feel so crappy. Yeah. You know, that he left. But man, but man she didn't give him a choice. No, she didn't. That whole last scene between those two just is so upsetting. Oh, it was the worst. Uh, but you know... Anyway. You just can't... You will do it, but he just can't blame himself, but he's going to. Right. And right. I don't know... We can talk about it, but I don't know if he was, um, if more, if the apology was more for I let you die or I let Norman go on to kill you. Right. Right. It's like, how much does he suspect? Everything he says is, Norman, you're sick. Norman, you need help. He's not accepting anything Norman says, so. Yeah. He's being very insightful. He, is. he knows a he lot. Is. Yeah. He knows a lot. <laughs> and he's not letting, he's not shushing it. No. So, anyway, it'll be fun yeah. to hopefully hear some of Dylan's thoughts about everything. Okay. Um, holy crap, they just mind fucked us all. <laughs> so Norman was just sitting in that coffee shop talking to no one. <laughs> um, do you know Norman? <laughs> but yeah, they pulled one over on all of us. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm kind of happy that our faith in Dr. Edwards wasn't misplaced. So say we all. Yep. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that dinner scene was one of the best scenes in the entire series to date. First of all, what did Norman even make? It looked like he tried to throw down like Norma, but failed miserably. Uh, I thought his stuff looked nice. <laughs> I thought it looked okay. His garlic bread was brown around the edges. It was perfectly toasted. <laughs> I don't know what that... It looked like tortellini. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Dish. It looked like tortellini. Yeah. Anyway. I didn't look at it as a fail, but I thought he did pretty good. Uh, anyway, the war waging in Norman's mind, Dylan's emotional reaction to Mother's words, Freddie and Max were just fantastic. The whole episode, I was screaming, Bitch, you stay away from Dylan! In my mind, of course. <laughs> 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 I love these little Dylan mama bears we have. I know. <laughs> I'm just so proud of Norman. I can't. He deserves a treat. I hope he gets a cell with a comfy bed. <laughs> what do you think? Will Maggie give Alex the gun? I'm going to vote no, because she loves him and doesn't want him to die. Yeah, I uh, picked up on some... Didn't I talk about that? I just totally headcanoned it, just as like I... Emily fan fiction, <laughs> that she's had a crush on him her whole life. No, we, no, we talked about it legitimately that... You know, it's not uncommon for right. a girl to have like a crush on her brother's friend. Exactly. 
Especially when he's nice and good looking. Mm-hmm. You know. And from this, so. apparently he was the only one that was treated her decent. Right, right. So or no, I, I don't think it's a far reach to guess that she's always been in love with Romero. Yeah. Uh, giving Alex a gun. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of feel like yes. Yeah, I kind of do too. That she's just gonna give in. Yeah. Or he's gonna find it. He's gonna kill her. <laughs> and then find it. <laughs> I don't think he's going to kill her. No, I was joking. I think she's a she's a country girl. There's there's guns in her house somewhere. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like he'll find he'll a gun. He'll find a gun. It may not be his. <laughs> Old Maggie Summers, she's got some guns. Sure. <clears throat> uh, why do I feel like they're setting up a wig Norma and Alex scene? Oh, because that'd be the please, best. Please, please, please do it. Oh, it'd be so amazing. If Norman tries to put on the moves on Alex's mother, I will never recover. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want it so bad that... <laughs> like... <laughs> and I want it to be the mother that's still in love with him. Oh, I know. Please. Oh, it'd be so amazing. They've set it up to that gotta happen they've set up all those dominoes they just need to knock them down i know they just need yeah there's no way it's they gotta won't. happen <laughs> that's how i think <laughs> <laughs> and romero's face priceless <laughs> oh, i love it <laughs> uh she says well that was too much i understand if you choose not to read it all kale in the beyond the sea room and it was not that much. Nope. <laughs> thanks, Cal. Cal, and thanks everybody. We didn't miss anything on Facebook, did we? I don't think so. I don't think Iggy said anything. Left any comment. I don't think... Nope. All right, that's feedback. That is. And thanks again. What a fun episode. I'm. I just love it. Me too. And I'm so excited and so sad for the next three. But more excited than sad. More excited than sad. I'm just going to push away my sadness for the end. I'll just have a big bout of depression when it's over. And just try and just be excited for each week. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) All right. Our last comic card came in from Iggy. And she says... Hello, Em and Sue. So glad to get my feedback in time. Thanks for the heads up, Em. I really enjoyed the Twitter convo as I was watching the episode. So I guess <laughs> you guys all tweeted together while she was watching. A little bit. Yep. Nice. It's fun. She says, so I just have some questions and comments. One, who was the old lady taking care of Romero? <laughs> Didn't he knock on the door of a younger looking woman from the last episode? <laughs> it was Kathy Bates. <laughs> no it's the same woman she maybe she has a matronly haircut yeah she's very close to romero's age yeah and it's it's, maggie it's it's maggie it's he's summer's sister she it's the same woman that he that came out and got him when he came over the first time yeah we saw her is it just season one 
Yeah. Yeah. She's the one that came over and warned Norma about something, right? It was all about the Jake Abernathy stuff. Yes, that's right. Well, we saw Romero go to her house asking where the money is, and she had a black eye, and he's like, who did that to you? And we find out she was the accountant and for the um, the sex ring right. deal for her brother. And, and then we see her in a later episode go to the motel and warn Norma. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever he's asking you to do, do it. You know, it's kind of like a from one right. woman to another. You're not going to get the best of this guy. Everyone thought Norma had the money. Norma had no idea what they were all talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so we haven't seen her since clear back in season one. Yeah. So don't feel bad if you forgot her. But it is the same person. Yeah, it's that... the same person. I think that's so funny that she looked like an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, her second question is, isn't Dr. Edwards the black psychiatrist? Didn't he just talk to him? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hashtag <and> stabby. Iggy, no. <laughs> <laughs> lay off the tweets while you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, Dr. Edwards was Norman's psychiatrist. Yes. Yes and no, he just talked to him. He <laughs> <laughs> talked to him in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, and number three, so they only found the prison dude in the lake? No other bodies? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Iggy. The sheriff's... <laughs> that they found multiple bodies. Multiple bodies. <laughs> <laughs> the only one she mentioned to Norman was Blackwell because at this point, that's the only one that she knows of that has a connection to, to Norman. <laughs> right, and she seems to not suspect Norman, so she's not drilling him about all these other bodies. Right. He's <laughs> trying to be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, alright, her comments. I enjoyed this episode. Dylan was like superhero Dylan, trying to take care of his brother, especially after seeing how Norman was living in the house. What a mess. I noticed the dead flowers the most. Yeah, me too. I, I noticed yeah. the dead flowers a lot. Yeah. I'm sure Dylan expects Norman to be acting as Norma at times. He can now confirm all his suspicions after being attacked by head Norma. I mentioned this in my tweet. I am absolutely surprised that it is Dylan who is investigating and finding out about Norman's lies. I can't imagine how sad he must have felt to deal with the madness around him. He really cares about his brother. I was like, OMG, he confessed. You finally see Norman as himself and taking control, but oh, the drama that awaits us when head Norma realizes what Norma just did. <laughs> I don't know. She's going to be so mad. <laughs> Exciting. Yep. Um, I gave this episode four out of five hours of hotel room occupancy. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Dylan in this episode and how he was able to help Norman, even though he called the cops on himself. 
P.S. I totally missed the season of The Walking Dead. I only saw the first half. What do you rate it, Sue? Um, I would give it like three out of five. Season seven. It was a good season, but it was kind of slow. I'm glad I'm binging it. <laughs> yeah, it. I think it'll be much better on a binge instead of waiting week to week like I did. I did. I still, watch the I first liked it, but yeah. maybe four episodes. Yep, your resident B and B guest, Iggy. Thanks, Iggy. Thanks, Iggy. <laughs> I loved how <laughs> all three of her questions. <laughs> <laughs> Something was wrong. <laughs> Hey, I have tweeted while I've watched the show. You missed stuff. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I couldn't do it. I... <laughs> so, all right. Thanks for all the feedback. Thank you. Just don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what to do with myself. Nothing, everything for two. I just don't know what to do with myself I don't know what to do with myself Like a summer road Like a sun in rain I need your sweet love To be loved away Well, I don't know what to do with myself Just don't know what to do with myself to the annual spring break recording. <laughs> <laughs> so
someone's excited. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Simone is really playful. <laughs> She's really funny. She and Scout play, and she just does these giant leaps right onto Scout. <laughs> Oh, how funny. Like three feet into the air and just lands on her. <laughs> oh, how funny. It's really funny. <laughs> Sometimes she gets hurt, though. <laughs> Scout, not the dog. Oh, I bet. And it doesn't, it turns. It takes a turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun until it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, where are you guys going to play? Because it's not in here. L's room is probably your only option. <laughs> Simone loves Scout. It's I so bet. Cute. How cute. She gets so excited when she gets home. Oh, how cute. And when Scout leaves the room, you see her just like little tail wag and be like, oh, I gotta follow Scout. What's Scout gonna do next? <laughs> <laughs> What's our next adventure, Scout? <laughs> it's very cute. She's just old enough now. She was only four. What was that noise? What was that? Where did it come from? I don't know. I think we just got haunted. <laughs> did you hear something over your headphones? No, just like in the oh. house. It sounded like like ten people groaning. Ooh. What? Creepy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a monster. It was weird. That is weird. It was just this. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. Was it Simone? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good thing it's nine forty nine in the morning and nine forty nine at night. <laughs> I know. And Rob's at work. <laughs> We've discovered that her favorite thing in the world to chew are these like plastic IKEA kids bowls. <laughs> <laughs> And I've finally given in. <laughs> she used to sneak them. And she's just chewing one right now. It's just funny because I'm like, you know what? Those are $1.99 for an eight pack. Why am I, I fighting this? Say, you probably can get 10 for a buck at Ikea. So just make those a dog toy. <laughs> they are. And she's so happy. <laughs> she chews for hours. <laughs> <laughs> takes her a few weeks to get it to where it's not as fun to chew anymore that's hilarious alright everyone's pretty quiet let's get started yeah let's do it you know yeah I am too my only regret is that as it stands right now oh, gotta let the dog out Okay. Okay, this will be fun. <laughs> Is that Simone <laughs> chewing on the bowl? Oh, you can hear it? Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> Simone, can you? I'm going to take her in in the bowl into Elle's room and see if she'll stay. She just needs okay. to be next to somebody. <laughs> and right. Eleanor works too. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I have a dog too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get rid of her. 
them on, honey. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to take your bowls away. Maybe if I take your bowls away, you'll lay down. Is it nap time? Hmm? Is it nap time? You can have your bowls, but you can only have them in the elder room. No, they're too loud. Too loud. Alright, let me try one more thing. I'm gonna shut her into Elle's room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can take the bulls away. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> no, I cannot. Right, I'm Plan B. <laughs> I'm gonna shut her in Elle's room and we'll see how that goes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to check on him in a few minutes just to make sure everything's all right in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> she just likes to lick Eleanor's hands and face. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Because <laughs> there's usually some residual food on there. I was like, mmm, leftovers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my word. I knew Simone would be something, but I didn't expect her to be the Supreme Rain podcast ruiner of the day. <laughs> she wants to go out again. Okay, but you're staying out there for a little while. <laughs> I always have the dog. <laughs> it <should> be great. <laughs> I guess she's just twisting things like the episode did. Yeah, well, sometimes dogs have little rambunctious days. <laughs> Every day is a rambunctious day for Simone. <laughs> this is just usually. She's usually gets up around 8 and runs around and has beans for a couple hours and then is out for hours. Mm, right. Around this time. So, I don't know. Maybe she's just fired up because the kids are here. <laughs> right. Her little routine is off. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, that's the first neighborhood kid coming by. Oh. Hold on. Okay. Elle's so cute. She's just doing their little ah in her room. <laughs> oh, cute. I love her. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> She's my favorite. Yes. I gotta go get that damn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Elle was sounding, starting to sound super bored, so I put on a little... Lori Berkner on my phone. Nice. She should like that for a while. Because I'm a clinical psychologist. I am wow. going to kill this dog. Simone, <coughs> go to bed. <laughs> I think she just wanted to come in to get some water. She was mm -hmm. happy out there. I don't think Does there's any. Go back I, yeah, there's nothing I can do but take her out, or else she'll just bark at me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Lola, she is not. 
<laughs> Hold on a sec. Scout! What are you doing? Okay, will you let Lola in? Or sorry, some home? Thank you. So, anywho, okay. Oh, and this dog is gonna kill me! <laughs> She's just sitting by the door whining. I just told her no. Well, I mouthed it and she got the picture. <laughs> She wants to come um, in because she likes the kids, so the kids come in the house, and she's like, I don't want to be in there, and then the kids shut themselves into Scout's room, and she's like, I don't want to go back outside then. <sighs> okay. All right, well, we're almost done. She just walked so. out of the room. Oh, she's petulantly laying in the hallway. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Stay. <laughs> okay. Don't tell anyone. Uh, so I like to watch things without commercials, and I don't have a DVR, so that's how I do it. So I watched this live. Oh my word! Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna murder Simone. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I put her in the backyard. She's got a longer tether out there. She can't see the kids coming and going. I can't hear her as well if she gets whiny. She's staying out there till we're done. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> She's got lots of sticks and interesting things out there. She likes the front because people walk by. But... Right. She's already whining. I need to kill her. Can you hear it? Oh, it's going to wake up Rob. She'll... Yeah, I can hear it. I hate her so much. <laughs> I don't. I'm just annoyed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Puppies. <laughs> Can I just start that over? Yep. yep. <laughs> I just couldn't concentrate. Okay. Here's Matt. Here's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. That was fun. And I have no choice but to let the dog in. If Rob wasn't sleeping in the bedroom, <laughs> I'd let her <laughs> whine out there. Right. But I can't let her wake him up. Okay. I'll be back. My dog's been out this whole time, too. <laughs> Bunny's been so obedient. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got the... I'm in the kitchen. I've got the sliding door out of the deck and backyard kind of open, and he's just kind of been wandering in and out. <laughs> That's nice. If we had some sort of doggy door or some way that I didn't have to tether her outside when she's out, that would have been... Right. Oh, yeah. No, that... A fenced backyard is the best. <laughs> yes. I'm envious. Don't you even dare whine to go outside. No. Okay. Yeah. You lay down. Of course, the minute I'm done, she's going to be like, all right, good night. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> it's Miller My time. My job is finished. <laughs> she had the best temper tantrum yesterday while Rob and I were eating lunch. <laughs> 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 she gets so temper tantrumy when we eat our meal before we fed her. Mhm. Like if we like we sat down for lunch on the couch and Eleanor, you know, she wants to eat the food Eleanor spills and she'll even eat it off the tray. So she is right. not allowed in the kitchen when Elle's eating. Uh-huh. And then we were eating on the couch in the living room and she just through the biggest fit. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That dog. Knowing Norma's body was around his house. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> She's now laid into sleeping position. I think that was just her last, like, <laughs> The last little protest. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to take a little picture of Simone (laughs) right now. (laughs) She did exactly what I said she'd do. (laughs) She asleep? Yes. Oh, that dog. (laughs) I guess I'll talk to you in about... Eight and a half hours. All right, I'm gonna try and squeeze more watch, one more watch in, because I only watch. I think I will too. I think I will too. I usually watch it three times, and there's usually, it's usually worse. (laughs) There's usually some rebates that happen in my third watch. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm gonna watch the Walking Dead finale again too. So the finale. I loved it. I need to watch that. I'm just gonna. Oh, the finale's so good. Sweet. Oh, I loved it so much. Was it on Sunday? Yep. Huh. So, no more Walking Dead till October. <laughs> yeah, the finale paid off. Sweet. Yep. So. Alright, I'm gonna just binge the second half of of the season sometime. <laughs> Do, it. Do it. And iZombie was on last night, and I really wanted to rewatch the first two seasons. Oh. oh. Are you caught what up? What season are... Yeah, well, I'm caught up on what's on, like, Netflix. What season? It's just season three. just aired last night. Like, premiered? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm caught up. I've watched season one and two. Ooh, maybe I'll watch that, too. Hmm, maybe I'll do the DMV at another time. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your day off. <laughs> well, I know, right? Yeah. Because the DMV I go to is literally like five blocks from my work. Oh, lunch hour. That's got lunch hour. I can take a long extended lunch and just do it while I'm already out there. Yeah. No need, no need to go downtown today. Nah. <laughs> so, yeah, screw the DMV. <laughs> I can go one more day <laughs> unregistered. Yeah, you got the papers. <laughs> they won't do anything. I brought the papers. They're not going to do anything. I know. So. Okay. Okay. All right. See you. Talk to you later. Bye.